This is a crowd podcast. You're listening to Fucks Given. I'm Florence. And I'm Reed. And this is Fucks Given. <laughs> it feels like I need to continue. Like I need like a, like to say something afterwards. And thanks for listening, you know? It's because I usually say the title of the episode, but we hadn't really figured out what this episode was going to properly be about. We were going to sort of wing it. go with the flow. <laughs> fully wing it. Uh, we have some things that we want to talk about, though. Um, yeah. Like we, I feel like we've got a lot of things that we want to talk about. That's the problem. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> we we want to talk about, like, Getting back into dating, also like how mm-hmm. to define relationships, mm-hmm. and also like dating in open relationships. Yeah, open relationships and shit is it's also confusing, but it's like the hot topic everyone wants to know. Oh, the hot topic, eh? especially because it's um, yeah. what's it called? Coupling season? Is that I keep hearing this phrase? Oh, the fucking cuffing Cu- coupling season. Cuffing season. Why cuffing season yeah. though? That sounds like you're just beating people I'm up. Sure. I'm a cuff Hand you. Cuffs? I don't know. Or cuffers in like like bondage cuffs, and I'm cuffing you down to my bed because I'm lonely. Yeah. <laughs> That's more fucking like yeah, it, buddy. Get kinky this winter. Or <laughs> new catchphrase. <laughs> that should be the new cuffing season. For reals. You know what? I'm actually, I feel it's quite lucky being out here in LA during this season because I don't feel that desire so bad. Yeah. Whereas like if I was in London right now, I would be like, I'm so lonely. I need a boyfriend. It, it is really, the weather makes things so, like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go see my friends. I just want to stay mm-hmm. in bed and, and not be lonely. So have somebody there to not Sad be lonely either. with. Which is, yeah, yeah, like, again, your partner. It's so easy to fall into that habit. Yeah. That's why me and my ex got back together this time last year. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> we got the evidence right there. Oh, fuck. Literally. How, okay. How do, they, how do they work it in, like, countries that are permanently cold? It's fucking permanent cuffing permanent season. Permanent cuffing season. Just forever. <laughs> I do feel like, yeah, like, that would summertime, though, it, when it's just beautiful weather and... I, I just like excited to leave the house and be out and about and do loads of things and and then see new people, meet new people, right? party. And I feel like this, it's, it's not any less busy. I just have less of a desire to do anything. It's because we are in hibernation mode. Yeah, I'm just like, and I'm eating mode as Cuddly well. Mode. I'm just like, okay, mm. I, as soon as it gets dark, which is early as fuck, it's like already almost mm-hmm. pitch black outside and it's like quarter to yeah. five. It's the same here. Like, I guess there is sun in the daytime, which is nice and it's warm, but it's still like dark in the morning, dark yeah. in the early afternoon. But you afternoon, are waking up so... at the crack of sparrows. Yes. I got up at 6am today. It's disgusting, man. It's just, no one should live like that. Because I was like, I want to do some yoga before I get on my podcast. I'm that LA bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, LA's changed you, man. <laughs> LA's changed me. No, you know what? I always did yoga before Yeah, podcasts, you did. But yeah. I just never had to do podcasts at 8am before. Yes. <laughs> I'm fine, actually. I'm cool. I'm cool with it. But anyway, I guess like I have kind of... 
I have I have updates. I have updates. I'm nice. really interested and excited to talk about. And not like the whole last week and the week before it was like, yay, all the like the sex and like the fun and the meeting new people. Mm. Like, I think I've had a lot of like realizations and internal dialogues and like all of that retrospective kind of shit in the last week, Mm. which was kind of triggered by the first time that I hooked up with the guy that I was talking about with the pizza last week (laughs) yeah pizza guy right so yeah I ended up going on another date with him and the reason that I said they in the last episode is because I was not sure about um his pronouns Mm -hmm. when we recorded that episode he likes to be referred as like a human being um but like he and him so then that's why I'm now changing to he him so interesting it's good you got the lowdown on that yeah So if that's confusing to people, I just wanted to straighten that out. So yeah, anyway, we ended up going on another date, which was really nice. We ended up going to the beach, like going on a little cycle. It was fucking foggy and misty and cold on the beach. So it was funny. I was like, ah, a romantic sunset beach ride. Got to the beach and it was just like gray and like miserable. I was like, oh, this is not the LA that I thought I lived in. But anyway, it was, it was really, really sweet. Um, and we ended up going out for dinner and then going back to his and we had sex and like did stuff. And then I went back home. He drove me all the way home. What kind of sex? He went down on me like and gave me like a couple of orgasms oh, from going down on right. me. Um, I know. I was like, okay, cool. Nice. Um, <laughs> and and then I went down on him and then we had penetrative sex twice, mm. I think. But there was something that was disconnected with me yeah. during that whole experience. And I think partly it was because usually I'm in I'm the one in control in sexual situations where like at home I would take people back to my house mm-hmm. and like I would have this and like or there wouldn't be I don't know he lived in a shared house downtown LA and it was kind of it was late when we got there so I kind of like briefly met his housemates and I kind of just ended up feeling like oh shit like I'm just like another one of those girls he's bringing home Mm. and I don't know why that was making me feel uncomfortable because that didn't make me feel uncomfortable with the guy with a silicone butt like (laughs) I met his housemate and that was cool because I guess because it was more of like I knew that was like like I knew that I was a secondary person Mm -hmm. in that situation because he does have a primary partner so maybe it was just a little bit more thought out anyway it was it was really good but I felt like a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit disconnected and I think it's because the connection that I had with him went quite from like zero to 100. Yeah. And like, it was very much like, he's definitely one of those people that is a very like, he'll girlfriend you like immediately. (laughs) And I like, I was thinking, you know what? Like, I don't mind that in this situation because I'm only here temporarily. So we may as well just have the whole experience. Mm -hmm. But like, part of me was like, whoa, like this is a lot. And it made me then reflect on my last relationship, I think, because it was like, showing up like similarities Mm, yeah and the next day I just ended up really missing my ex must have been quite triggering yeah I just and then for the like the rest of the week and the whole of the weekend I was just missing my ex so much and like finding it really hard to I was just like 
there's still just like something there, you know, like there's still something and like I couldn't really shake that feeling off. And obviously because we're not talking, we haven't spoken for two months. Like, I don't know like what the situation was. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know what the situation was. So like I can just fabricate anything that I can in my mind about what it is. And also, and then I had a FaceTime date with someone on Friday and they were amazing and I really like them. But there's like, there was still this kind of like, I'm not letting myself like completely fall into these connections mm -hmm. because there's something that's holding me back with my ex still. And then I went to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. For a psychedelics wellness conference. I literally love it so much. The fact that it's called psychedelic wellness conference is just so good. Yeah, it was called <laughs> it was called Meet Delic. But so the reason that I went there is because obviously Reed and I are on this microdosing journey with shrooms mm -hmm. and I wanted to learn more about it basically. And Kelsey Derra from the Confidently Insecure podcast invited me to go with her and I was like, hell yeah, like this is something that I'm interested in learning more about, let's go. It was a really interesting conference. Yeah. Like it was a lot of like, there was a lot of like woo woo shit, but like amongst the woo woo shit, they actually had like scientists and doctors and like a lot of like really informative talks. Mm -hmm. um, and one in particular kind of choked me up um, because they were talking about how human touch is like the greatest drug of all for like curing depression and anxiety and like how important it is. And the fact that like in American and I think in British culture especially as well is that we've built our society on not touching people. Yeah. Like we are so like uptight with touch and we don't really have that sense of community that other cultures have. Mm -hmm. um, and that got me like in my feels where I was just like, oh, like, I really miss having like that deep connection with someone, that touch, that intimacy, like in that really like safe way. Yeah. Because I felt like 100% safe with my ex. Mm -hmm. And it just got me like, I almost started crying in this like talk and I was just like, oh God, like where is this fucking the coming feels from? as well. Probably buried down deep because you're in LA and then it's gonna bubble up at some point as long as you sort of yeah. check in. And I kind of, you know, I expect things to come in waves and I was just in a wave. And then something happened on my way home, um, which was basically like, we got into a near car accident, mm -hmm. like, and in that moment, adrenaline pumping through my system, like that split second thought, am I gonna die right here, right now? And after that moment, it just put so many things into perspective for me. And you're not just talking about like a near like car accident, like the video footage is fucking harrowing. This could have been like this, it could have been yeah, really. It bad. could have been really fucking bad. That the speed that you were going, and like avoiding that lorry, and anything could have fucking happened. So the, I feel yeah. like you're, you're. I mean, there's no way to like upplay it or downplay it. It's just like, yeah, I nearly got in a car accident. It's like, no, like that was fucking terrifying. That that could yeah. have been basically the end. You know, a truck went into us. Yeah, like tr like nearly went into us, and luckily there lane. was space on the side of the lane mm -hmm. for us to like swerve into and away from the truck just at the last moment. Yeah. But like if there was basically, if anything else had aligned in a different way during that journey in that time, we would be dead. 
Yeah, it, it could have been really bad. At the speed that you guys were going, the video footage, like if anything was on that like side lane that you managed to pull yeah. into, whether or not it was like a fence or a barrier, or maybe you just went too far yeah. and went down off the side of this ditch, you know, like... Yeah. yeah, so I'm very grateful that both of you are alive today and Kelsey managed to gain control and take the wheel. And She did fucking well. Yeah, she did. Pat on the back. Nice one, Kelsey, for saving my girl. Yeah. Also, we weren't filming. The footage isn't from, like, just filming, like, by the way. Phone. It's from the fucking dash cam. Yeah, it's a dash cam because she's in a, in a fancy Tesla. Tesla. Tesla with you know that, like, they're, they're not, like, at home. Tessas are a really big, exciting deal. Yeah. Over here in LA, everyone, everyone has a Tesla. Everyone fucking has Tessa. Bullshit, man. That's like the car... Uh, I mean, I feel like we're just a fucking advert for Tessa because we do know that Elon Musk isn't fucking... Eaton Musk? What's his name? Elon Musk? Elon Musk. <laughs> Eaton Musk. Mmm, <laughs> 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 that tasty, creamy dessert. Mm. Um, so, obviously, I was feeling a little bit introspective after that moment. <laughs> And I was thinking, because I'd been thinking about my ex all day, and I was like, what is, like, this silence that we've got ourselves in, like, I haven't spoken to him in two months, and um, it really just got me thinking, where I was just like, if I feel, like, this huge urge to get some sort of communication, or even just, like, I was like, if I had died and I hadn't have said, like, I love you to him in, like, two months, that would have obviously been really shit. And, like, if we... Just, like, not having spoken to him in two months and then I die. Mm. And I was like, that's fucked. Like, I don't want that to happen to either one of us in the way that, like, we ended things because it would just seem so, like... I don't know, like, oh, obviously it was, it would have been shit. Anyway, so I reached out to him and I then ended up the next day um, being like, actually, can we like chat on the phone? I basically just needed some clarity, I think, for the situation. Because I had a dream that night after the accident, at the near accident. I had, in my dream, I had gone back to London and I had gone to see him and he was with a new girlfriend and he'd like completely moved on and he like didn't want anything to do with me. Mm. And I was devastated. And it got me thinking, I was like, what if I do get back to London and I'm still got this little bit of hope that something will like rekindle between us and it's not the case. And then I will have to deal with all the pain again in London and I'll be in exactly the same place that I was before I left. So I just wanted to check in. Basically, I needed to break the silence that we had been in because I was just like, also, like, life's too short to 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 not do things that you want to do. And I think the silence that we have been in has been very beneficial to mm. me. But it is getting to a point where I my mind was going off in one direction and his mind's probably going off in, in the other direction. And if we're not on the same page, then things could get really muddled and weird with our healing. So anyway, I ended up talking to him yesterday on FaceTime and it was a really interesting experience. Experience? Talking to him again. (laughs) It was obviously nice to see him. It was fucking sad. Like the whole conversation was sad Mm. like I nearly cried and like it was hard Mm -hmm. it was really hard he has not processed anything yeah it's all been like the same and it's the same 
same stuff coming back up and I'm in a different place now so like when I was sort of with the same things again after the phone call I was just like I'm not in that place anymore mm-hmm. I wouldn't go back to that place in a million years because it was painful talking to him was painful it wasn't a nice experience yeah and I think I just got some clarity on the fact that maybe like we like I don't even know if we're going to be able to be friends yeah because it's too hard like the stuff between us is too hard I think that's why people can't a lot of the time they can't be friends like it's nice if you can but if there are still emotions or like unsettled feelings or you can't communicate properly you can't yeah. like break that barrier down to just be mates yeah and he said to me like I kind of was trying to get down to the crux of like what the path he wanted to go on was for himself and he was just like you know what I just want you to be happy without me mm-hmm. and I want you to find someone else that makes you happy he was like yes that's going to be painful and hard for me but it seemed like that's what he wanted overall. And I think in a weird way that let me give myself permission to move on properly and let go. And I had a lot of realizations after that phone call where I was just like, you know what? I was the one that created the happiness in that relationship. Mm -hmm. I was the one that created the love in that relationship. Like everything amazing about that relationship was within me. And not actually anything really to do with him. And which just means that I can make that connection there with someone else in the same kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I got some closure yeah. from that conversation. And it wasn't like a horrible, like, we're never going to talk to each other again. Like, we probably will talk. And I don't think, like, the silence thing is necessarily a thing anymore. But it's not like, I don't have the urge to just chat to him Mm -hmm. because I know that it will just end up the same. Like, it just, everything about that was exactly the same as it was before. And I don't want that in my life. Yeah, that's also, like, really hard to process because when you when you chat to them or him almost wanting that to be your comfort and expecting things to be better and different and then that can be harder to realize that things are just the same it's like people who keep having the same arguments in relationships or you know they do try again or like you know they have a break from each other and they go back together and it is just the same um and that isn't necessarily anything to do with like you as people but it just seems like the the actual connection the actual relationship is just not working and it might not ever work yeah I mean he said he was just like if if we ever got back together he would have to change a lot Mm -hmm. and like I can't you know I can't force anyone to change if he wanted to be with me he would do the work he would do the change but because he's not doing that I'm just like okay well maybe you were the right person for me but I'm not the right person for you Mm -hmm. and that's also okay like obviously that hurts like a lot and that was hurting a lot for me on the conversation Mm -hmm. but I came out of it feeling like I'm ready to actually just put myself fully into the connections that I have here now because I don't want that lingering over me anymore. No. I don't want to think like when I get back to London, like what's going to happen between us. I know that nothing's going to happen between us now when I come back. And that's really nice. And like, I think I'm just, I think from, from that moment in the car, like 
just learning to live in the present and not live in the past the past doesn't fucking matter yeah i think we can all learn from that <laughs> life can fucking end so quickly as i realized and gotta do things that make us happy yeah we gotta um, but it's really hard to remind ourselves of that when we're constantly bombarded with future and like not being good enough or not doing enough yeah. or not i mean it, but it does yeah. take time and effort to sit yourself down and be like okay i need to enjoy my day to day and bring myself here and not again not worry about the past and not be stuck in the past not freak out about the yeah. future because it just stunts you, you just end up stagnating and that's yeah. horrible and like you don't grow as people um i definitely felt that with sam like i went went through i think only a, like a couple of weeks of like oh shit i've made a mistake we shouldn't be boyfriend and girlfriend like i rushed into this too much and it wasn't him at all it was like where mine my mind was at um and it wasn't until one of my mates i, I was chatting to her about it, and she was like why are you jumping from like naught to 60 like why are you pre-planning your future and thinking like you know like oh you can't live with him and you can't have kids with him and all this stuff and she's like what are you doing you know that's destroying what you have now you if you do you enjoy the time that you have with them now and i was like yeah like i really enjoy it. it's like well why does anything else matter then um because like saying live in the present, sometimes I really struggle to connect with that phrase. And I'm like, well, what does that fucking mean? I think as well, like it goes so far mm-hmm. because I feel like that's what I was doing with my ex. Like that's why we were in that relationship yeah. because I didn't see the future of that relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's when the future starts penetrating the present yeah. in the relationship when things need to change but as long as like that's not happening then just be fucking happy and do what you want to do yeah and also keep independent i feel like that's like the biggest secret of all um i'm just so fucking aware of codependency at the moment it's like freaking me out constantly (laughs) yeah codependency is so hard i think easy and delicious to fall into but it's just awful so easy i i don't think that i will never get codependent again i think it's going to be a constant kind of battle to stay individual especially if you are with people that i feel like if you meet someone else that's like fully done the work done the work on themselves and they are in that place where they're like yes this is my life and this is your life and we're just gonna like put our lives on the same path together but they're not going to join that's what you need but I think that's a very difficult thing to find in relationships it's almost like your own downfall if you're pre-planning the future so indefinitely because it's almost like yeah you know you're setting yourself up potentially not to fail I don't want to say that because there are so many people that do look at relationships as like getting married having kids having a house but just anything could fucking happen and that's why it's so important to not fall into the codependency like they're your only source of happiness or because if it if it doesn't work out then you are left devastated and alone and it's so hard to fall back into you just really need to make sure you rely on other connections to to get the good parts that you need um I've definitely gone through like especially my relationship with Thomas where it was just all I wanted to do was stay at home with him watching films with him eating food with him smoking weed with him and we were still miserable that wasn't like happy it's just what I thought was going to make me happy 
Um, and it wasn't yeah. until, and then and then you get all these like weird things that pop up, like getting angry at them for not being home on dinner on time, or like for them wanting to go out and see their friends, and you're angry at them mm-hmm. for wanting to go and live their fucking life, and ah, oh, just all these interesting little codependency things that nobody ever fucking tells you about. Yeah, oh. I've really like thrown away everything that I thought my future was going to be. Yeah, good like, when. Like, I don't even know if I want kids anymore. Like, I don't know if I want to get married. All I like, I do want to find like a partner in some way because I love love and I love relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like that's an unrealistic goal. I think, like, but whatever that partnership is, is what the partnership is. It doesn't have to be something. Yeah. It's just whatever you look, whatever, whatever happens on the path. <laughs> So that kind of leads us on to being able to date again, because that is really fucking scary. Um, And I think what you were talking about, like touch and intimacy uh, and how important it is. And that's why I think a lot of us, when we break up with somebody, we go into like a deep depression or go into Mm -hmm. really negative thoughts and feelings or our mental health has a bad spike because we don't get that, that connection, the connection that we think we've been having and it's even worse I feel like a lot of us are depressed when they're still with a partner because they're losing that intimacy but they don't want to yeah. leave because they're scared about leaving but they're not getting what they need from their partner and so they are just depressed in that relationship for a long old time yeah and then it gets even a little bit yeah. worse when they leave but as soon as you start figuring out how to give yourself that intimacy and then finding it in other spaces then yeah you find find yourself again it's a horrible roller coaster that I wish we didn't have to go through. Yeah, I think touch is very, very important. And I think it's it's a really hard... I think I've had quite a journey with getting back into dating um, after my relationship because I've had a lot of things in my mind being like, am I ready to do this? And like, is, is it time? Like, am I just like, am I moving too quickly? Am I going to like fuck myself up? Mm. Am I going to get codependent am I doing it for attention am I doing it for validation like all these things like going around my head um and I definitely have been in little bits where I'm like oh I just love the attention Mm -hmm. I just you know attention me yeah (laughs) but I think also that's that's a mixture of being somewhere new as well I don't think I'd be feeling that necessarily if I was back home with all my friends I think being somewhere new I was like oh gosh I need to meet people need to like get attention need to have communications with people um And I think the thing is with dating is that you never really know if you're like properly ready. Yeah, I don't I don't think you are. I think there's always going to be a little bit of self-doubt when it comes to dating after a relationship. I feel like the only time you're ready to date is when you're not when you're doing it for you and for fun. You know, you're not doing it to find someone. You're not doing it to make yourself feel better or for like, yeah, yeah, like intimacy or sex or anything like that you're just you feel really fucking good within yourself that's like the best time to date is when you feel yourself and you're like I could be single forever and be happy yeah um otherwise it's just so obvious that you're you're dating for I don't know for like I I mean I did the same thing earlier this year I was dating for for the wrong reasons of like I just need to get get over my ex or I just need to Mm. I just want to fuck. That's just what I need is just sex, you know? And it's just... Yeah. Was it really that? I, 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 I think you can get through the... 
I feel like you can find your footing in dating through that process though. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yeah, it's yeah. like what you were saying about the touch and the in- intimacy. It's almost like you need to feel that again mm-hmm. before you can fully be like, okay, cool. Like this is what I want to do and this is why I'm going to do it. And I think like having sex with people is a really like, it depends. Like some people don't, like we're talking from, the point of view of people with very very high libidos sex is very important to us yeah. and like that's why like jumping into sex i mean i i, I didn't fuck for over two months after my relationship mm. and i felt like that was that was like enough time for me to kind of process but it got to a point where i was like fucking missing the yeah. touch and the intimacy so much yeah and then that's when it starts getting like a little bit problematic because you're like it's almost like you're too desperate for it and then it never really yeah. works out but i think what you were saying where you can find yourself in that process is also important yeah because if you yeah. if you're not dating if you're not going out there then you're not changing anything or learning anything about yourself or about other people and so you can yeah. again just stagnate there um, you're not yeah. trying to challenge yourself or push yourself out of the uncomfortable zone. Because a lot of people, the reason why they don't date is because like, you know, scared about meeting new people or scared of rejection or scared of sex or scared yeah. of like being hurt again um, or hurting mm-hmm. other people again. And Ooh, feel that. Yeah. And, and you can't you can't allow yourself to not move and grow as a person um, because the best way yeah. to do that is to fast track it, is to go on a bunch of mm. dates, is to not go, okay, I'm going to book one day in for one month and hope that that's going to be amazing because that's also so much pressure on this one date, you know? Like, yeah. if you can, book, book in a few. Like, what will we say? We were like, book in three dates in a week um, and, yeah. and don't really big the, them up, you know? Don't, don't put so much pressure on them. Just be like, casual dates, three a week, have a little drink and then see what happens at the end. You'll, you'll learn so much about yourself. Yeah. The one that I went on that I was like most casual about was the one that I like had a really great connection in. Yeah. And I was just like, so like, oh, I wasn't expecting this to happen. That's what's so nice. Yeah, I feel the same. The the ones where I felt like, oh, this is just going to be nice. Like, we're just going to have a drink. It doesn't matter where this goes. It doesn't even matter if we have yeah. sex or not. Like that that was mm-hmm. Sam. I was like, oh, you're really fit, but let's see what happens. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah right. You're cute. Yeah, I think it's at a point where you feel so like almost nonchalant about where it's yeah, going to go. Yeah, the non just nonchalancy, like, yeah. Is that a word? You're like, okay, let's just let's see let's see what happens kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's like that re- like relaxing into it in that way because yeah, as soon as you there's pressure on mm-hmm. it, that's when you end up like getting in situations where you settle for something yeah, or, or do something you like, regret you just, or Exactly. But like, if you're so chilled going into the date, then you like, then you can just feel it out for what it actually is. And you don't put or project anything on it. You can just sort of sit back and be like, is this actually going to go somewhere? Like, do I like you? Like, do I want to fuck you? Yeah, it's the questions. Otherwise, like the amount of dates that we've been on, and we'd be like, oh my God, uh, like I'm in love with them immediately. They're so beautiful. They're so amazing. It doesn't even matter what they say or do. You think they're amazing. And then you think they're, they're the person you want to be with. And it's like, no, you need to just go into this, like, just chill. 
just be like, yeah, whatever. Like, doesn't matter if I never see you again. It would be nice if I do, but it's no biggie if I don't. I think also like having the realizations and being very self-aware of mm-hmm. the things that are coming up for you during dating is really important. Like the fact that I had all my feels after sleeping with this new guy last last week and then being like, where, like, what do I actually want? Like, and it was... I had like two sort of things in my mind where I was still really thinking about my ex and then being like, but I really like this new person. Like, can I let myself go into that? Can I, can I allow myself? Mm. And it, I had, like, for me, I had to have some sort of like closure within that call to then go on to be in a situation where I'm like, actually, I can be open for this new person. Mm. And I want to see like where this goes it's not like without any pressure as well. Like I'm not thinking, oh my God, this person's going to be my future husband. Like 100% not. But like I'm going into the experience just like, let's start dating. Yeah. Take the, take one step at a time. Let's take one step at a time. Let's have fun. I feel so guilty as well. Like I, I don't know whether it's just a, a, maybe a female thing or just being so stuck in that thought process of kids and marriage and pre-planning and and planning, but especially yeah. because like body clocks and stuff. Like I, I'm so glad that I've allowed that to go. And I'm just like, you know what? Yes. Like I, I don't. I'm not desperate Me to too. have kids anymore. The pressure is just so freeing. And if if I meet so someone freeing. and I want to have kids, then cool. Whatever age I am at, cool. But all that time I've spent, yeah. like my twenties, my my, I was gonna say early thirties. I'm only just turning thirty one. Like my twenties. <laughs> Being like, oh my yeah. God, everyone's having kids. People have to have kids. My body clock, blah, blah, blah. Like I have to have kids. Yeah. But, oh, it's so long, man. I'm Like when you're seeing everyone around you having kids and getting married and you're like, oh fuck, like am I supposed to be doing that as well? Yeah, especially now. No. Especially now at the age of 30, <laughs> everyone's getting yeah. married, engaged. Everyone's buying houses, settling down, moving. Like, yeah. And it's, it, it's terrifying. And you also, we're in this age of like inadequacy because we're seeing everything on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram mm. of people showing off what life that they have and how happy they are with their fiance or with their children or they bought a new house and it's it's it, it makes you feel shit about yourself even if you're doing so much better than everyone else you fucking know it's just a constant like climbing ladder of uh, yeah. like i'm not doing as good as as where i should be and it's like well what what does should be mean you know like wh- yeah it, I, it's good to have goals but you are but live in the present man <laughs> live in the now because you could literally die tomorrow, Florence nearly yeah. had. And and none of that would have mattered. None of it would have mattered. All that stress can fuck off. The stress... Leave us alone, for Leave God's sake. Alone. Just be happy. You are the person that creates your own happiness. Yeah. Like No one else is standing in that way. It's you. Mm-mm. It sounds harsh, but it's like if you, you are miserable, you can make that change. You have it in you. You yeah. have the ability. <laughs> Defining relationships. How's that been for you, Reid? A a massive struggle, actually. I still, I think when I was back with Thomas, I still felt uncomfortable calling him boyfriend. Like that still felt uncomfortable with me. I called him my partner. But then again, you know, we had been together for like years. um, And I felt like, yeah, he was my partner. He was more than a boyfriend, which the term seems still to me, um, I have that 
stupid stigma around it being like young and silly and like you know it it almost feels yeah. embarrassing saying boyfriend not that it is because it's nice <laughs> but like boyfriend just doesn't seem serious boyfriend girlfriend girlfriend boyfriend whoever it seems like the most serious fucking shit when you're like teenagers or in your 20s it's a big fucking deal so yeah. why is it changed now when i'm like fucking 30 and i don't want to call my my partner the guy that i'm seeing boyfriend and it's like that, I don't know, it's the weird limbo, right? It's the weird limbo. I love the term boyfriend because it's not serious. Yeah. Because it's the step between someone becoming like your partner. Like, I think it's a really like malleable kind of way of defining someone as well. Like, that's why I, I think I like struggled for so long in my last relationship because I felt like he was my boyfriend way before we kind of like defined it as those words, mm -hmm. but it was still, I mean, that should be the easiest thing to say. Yeah. It should be the easiest thing to say because it is a childlike, like definition of a relationship yeah. and it's cute and it's fun and it's relaxed. Like a boyfriend doesn't necessarily mean a future husband. Yeah. I think I was afraid of the term for a long time as well, just because- yeah going through past relationships and past trauma and instantly going to like, I don't want a boyfriend because that means hurt and pain and heartache. But you're right, like it should just be, it shouldn't even be a thing, you know? It should just be a term, but we put so much pressure on these meanings and you know, it doesn't actually change the fucking meaning, it's how we feel about the meaning. And mm -hmm. I don't know why yeah. I, f I feel like boyfriend just seems a bit, doesn't sit right. I'm going to look into that more with my therapist because that's fascinating. Like, why do I feel like it's a bit like, yeah. like childish and not serious? But then there, there isn't enough terms really to call your partner. Like the, the bit be before, like, you know, Sam and I were seeing each other, the bit before we decided we were boyfriend and girlfriend, I didn't know what to call yeah. them because we, was, we were more than seeing each other and we were only seeing each other, but we didn't it's very have that conversation of, right, we're official boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, But he definitely, he put it to me where he was like I just don't know what to call you you know to my friends or to my family and I never thought of yeah. that concept before because I was just like well it's just Sam if you're in that situation of like oh yeah so can I bring Reed along uh, oh who's Reed oh sh she's somebody I'm fucking like like that I really like that something might go somewhere but I don't know you know like saying girlfriend makes it easier because then if you're... Yeah, she's my girlfriend. Yeah, you wouldn't really be like, oh, she's the person I'm seeing if you're bringing them to like a friend's birthday meal. That's the thing, yeah. I think. Because like, if you're seeing someone, it's like, are they the person... Like, are you bringing the person you're seeing to meet your parents? Yeah, and also you're going to bring no, you another bring person? bring your girlfriend or your boyfriend to... <laughs> Yeah, like so yeah. you're gonna bring the other one. Yeah. You're the other peeps. Because yeah, like also with traditions as well. Like with I felt like with my family or with maybe his family, they needed that label to really understand. Because I, I feel like now, especially with our age and the way that we see the world, we don't necessarily need those labels. But a lot of other people do no. need those labels to understand the situation. Yeah, like you couldn't yeah. you couldn't say to your parents like. Oh yeah, it's this this person that I, like things are going really well, but we're not boyfriend and girlfriend yet. But we're like more than seeing each other. There's just they'd just be like, what? I don't understand. Yeah, just call it what yeah. it is. Are you getting married yeah. or not? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. are you getting married or not? You get a tie of a nut? Are you engaged? <laughs> you haven't. You're giving me grandchildren? Then fuck off. Like, 
I think I think as well, like I really love the partnership word mm-hmm. for defining relationships because a partner can be like your partner currently, like the partner, they're just like, you know, like when you are seeing someone like that, they are a partner. Yeah. Like you're with them all the time. You do stuff together. Like you're partnering in quite a lot of things. Yeah, I call you my partner. So that, and I talk to you more than I do Sam. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, Florence, yeah. my business partner. <laughs> yeah. So it, it makes sense in so in so many ways. The word partner. Yeah, it is It is nice. It's, it feels like a nice rounded word. It's non-gendered as well. And I also, I almost, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that's it. Maybe it's a gendered thing. I'm like, my boyfriend it's so like boy friend mm. it's like yeah i'm straight right now but then that's also impossible very heterosexual yeah very like, heterosexual old school it, and also the turn like boyfriend and girlfriend is very old school because yeah. it reminds you of like the way that we were brought up school where and... things were all very straight yeah and very mm-hmm. like sex education was all about man and woman like it, there was no like there was no leeway for anything else. So obviously it was a boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. that Like what else it would it be? It must be that. Because I, I feel mm-hmm. like it, the imposter syndrome of being pansexual and let, let, almost feeling yeah. like you're letting the team down. It's like, what, another boyfriend? Wow. Like you must be like <laughs> so pansexual. Wow. Like a nut. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my own issue. You know, that's nobody else's issue. Yeah. That's my own insecurities. And yeah, you know, I, I would probably feel maybe if I had a girlfriend, I'd feel proud. I'd be like, yeah, my girlfriend. But then it might go the opposite, where I'm like, my yeah. girlfriend. You know, like I, and then waiting for the sort of like the homophobia to kick in of like, yeah, what, what are you gonna fucking say about it? <laughs> what you're fucking gonna say? <laughs> just reads ready to I'm fight. Ready to fight. Ready to fight. But uh, just uh, it's so interesting. It must be the gendered thing. Maybe um, it must be other things. Yeah, as well, that but. kind of. That does make a lot of sense when you look at it like yeah. that. It does make oh, a lot of sense. Good. So what is something else we can call our partners that isn't super gendered, you know? Like, can I call him, like... Uh, baby. Uh, <laughs> he my baby. That might get rather confusing. He's my baby. Um, the thing is, I don't have a problem with saying, like, oh, my boy. Interesting. Yeah, very weird. I always loved the term my man because my I... Man. That's, like, something... <laughs> like possessive he's my man it is quite it is possessive but like i like yeah. it yeah um, and is like <laughs> okay, why not. do we like it is it just stuff that we've seen in the fucking movies or in in like media because i don't like saying my man i'm not a fan of that like man seems too it's like not. i see man as too like cis white male like yeah oh my God. it's definitely it's got to no, be a gender think, thing for me it's got to be even my my boy is for me like, my like, boy. yeah my man for me is like my protector. I like that. Mm, yeah, that's fair enough. Sexy to me. I'm like, yeah, he does shit to me in the bedroom and it's fun. <laughs> and it's, it's deep. Maybe that's why I like my boy because I'm like, deep. yeah, I'm, I'm the woman of this situation and you're the boy and I have more control and Ooh. sugar mummy situation. My boy. Obviously, that's not the way it Interesting. is. Like, Interesting. Very equal, but definitely got my back up about like, like toxic masculinity and gender and heteronormative and I definitely I mean I hound Sam about it all the time and it's not fair I've had to talk about talk about this with my therapist to be like why do I yeah. do, why am I just obsessed with this and I just cause little arguments all the time be like oh 
well, of course you think that because blah, 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 blah. Like, no. And he's just there just like, what the fuck? I just want to have a nice time, man. <laughs> and I think I've, I've got that stupid idea of like, I'm a powerful, independent woman that needs no man. But of course I can have a boy that right. I can look after and who can love me and pander to me. You know, all that shit. It's so fucked up. Ooh. This is so interesting. I love this. Oh my God, it's like a therapy yeah, episode. Yeah, with digging like fully deep into mm. this and it's 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 good to do that it's like you don't want to be afraid of digging and thinking about all the possibilities of why your brain thinks the way it does otherwise you can yeah. you can't learn and i feel like with my situation i'm looking for a father figure yes in so it's like my man daddy issues please daddy come back please let the daddy issues fly <laughs> just love me that's all i want just fucking love me accept me be proud of me be proud of me that's what i think like you're proud of me <laughs> are you proud of me i love it when someone <laughs> is proud of me yeah, like for sure if i have a partner that is like i love what you do i'm here for what you do like all of that but stuff it doesn't hit the same when mum is proud it hits so nah. fucking different when dad is proud again daddy issues like dad not being present yeah. physically or mentally or whatever yeah. And like, I, I do exactly the same with Sam. I'll like do my workout, which he's really proud. Of. I'm like, I did my workout today. I did this extra and this extra. And I'm waiting and yeah, I'm like- and he's like, well done. Like, you proud of me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks dad. Oh, I mean Sam. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh baby. <laughs> Lastly, just to round up, have you had sex recently? Yes. Was it good? When did I last have sex? Actually, the last time I had sex, not so much. But that's because it was like, I don't know what was going mm. through my mind. I was like, like he was trying to do foreplay and I was like, nah, I just want you to fuck me. And obviously when he fucked me, I was like, ah, I'm not really into this. Mm. But I also think that's because like I'm coming off my period and I'm still in yes. pain. Like I'm in a lot of pain. Um, obviously the sex that we had, I say obviously, the sex that we had previously to that, like the day before, oh my God, hungover sex is like my dream at the moment. Like I'm so hungover and I'm like dying and I, I don't want to go anywhere near you, but I can come so easily when I'm hungover. Mm. And I was talking about this with my mate and, and she was saying, is it because like alcohol kind of just makes you relax? Like I know a, <laughs> I know one, one of my mates who used to go into like big board meetings with like big fucking clients, he would make sure that he yeah. went out the night before to get fucked up. So he was hungover the next day because it gives you that element of like I don't give a fuck anymore yeah and, and, it and of, you're not in your head yeah, not in your head and it relaxes you in like some weird yeah. way even though you're dying and your body you're just like I, I do not want to be in my skin you're just like you know what I fucking give up like I just and I think that's what my pussy was doing it was like hungover and I was like oh I don't want this but obviously I'm so horny having the sex and my body's just like you know what like this is fucking great like i'm i'm feeling my g-spot more i'm feeling the pleasure so much more yeah like, what is it about alcohol man <laughs> i i wanna like i've been a little bit off sex since last the last time i had it because um it's not like my my vag health hasn't been the yeah. best so but i feel like it's slowly getting better and i'm being like really good with my diet, drinking more water, like trying to eat less processed foods mm -hmm. and like all of that. And I feel like it's slowly getting back into a point. I'm like, 
I'm a little bit horny, yes. <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> Curious fuckers. This is it. Um, sorry we haven't titillated you, but I, I, I mean, this is why people listen to therapy podcasts, right? Because I'm sure there's something in this episode that would have resonated. There'll be something, yeah, there will definitely be something in this episode that's resonated. This is the sort of podcast that I would listen to when I was going through like my relationship struggles and I would have come up out of the end of it being like, oh yeah, I don't have to define my relationship. (laughs) I mean, that's when I'm in a good place, like especially when I'm having a bath, I love listening to a good therapy podcast because I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. fucking yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you you gotta know so right and it just I can't care. Um, Like therapy chat, definitely rate that podcast. It's so good. Also, I witnessed a live podcast from Duncan Trussell whilst oh. I was at the Meat Delic thing. And the the guy that does the Midnight Gospel. Which is amazing. And it was, oh my God, that conversation. Like, if you can find the live that he did at Meat Delic, listen to it. Because my mind was blown so many times yeah. in that. I was like, whoa, I need to re-listen to this about five times. Yeah. Or, or watch the Midnight Gospel on Netflix because it's really intense, but it's animated like visuals to a podcast episode and it's just yeah. the shit that he talks about is just so fascinating i bawled my motherfucking funny eyes. Yeah, there he is bawled my motherfucking eyes out at the end of that series oh, it was yeah, so beautiful i watched that when i was like really really high when i was like trying not to Jesus. be high that that shit's intense anyway i don't know if i could you don't need to be high definitely i struggled to follow it i was just like what is going on put it on with the subtitles on that's what really helped me subtitles um, on on i want someone to illustrate fucks given i just think it'd be so fun oh my god okay putting the feelers out there whoa any animators out there that have Please. some free time because you know animating's easy lol <laughs> it's like fucking a yeah, year it would, or something it just to do so one long. episode animators do not get enough credit but if you're willing to work with us, we'll credit the shit out of you. Please, we'd love to. Oh, imagine. Oh, that'd be so Imagine good. if like parts of our podcast were animated. So cute. A lot. Oh. The dream. Brain blown emoji. <laughs> All right, we, we have to wrap up because this has just been <laughs> okay. one of them episodes where we could talk forever. Um, but it's been really insightful. I feel like I'm going to walk away from this like a better person. Yeah, me too. Okay, curious fuckers. Well, if you felt the same way and you loved this episode, please share it with your friends. Mm -hmm. Share it on your social media. Rate and review it because that does so much for us. We want to get better, bigger (laughs) in the... Better, bigger, faster, stronger. (laughs) In the Apple charts. So make sure five star ratings leave us a review also love hearing about what you think of the podcast that's why the reviews are so nice Mm -hmm. so please because we read them review us and also if you do share us on social media remember to tag us please because then we can repost it and share the love if you want to follow us more up-to-date stuff then we are really trying with the twitter like i'm struggling at the moment but we're trying getting there so follow us on twitter (laughs) We're doing more on YouTube recently, like vlogging yes! and like you see a bit more of an insight into our life. So go check out the YouTube uh, forward slash come curious. Yeah, like actual like individual vlogs, but also vlogs, but also together vlogs, like one about microdosing. So you yeah. can watch Florence and my journey on that. It's exciting stuff. And of yeah. course, we will see yeah. you next Thursday, baby. Mm. Oh, yeah. Curious fuckers. See you then. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 
Wow, okay. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. <laughs> 